This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Euler and Motes on a Wednesday. That means a few things around these parts, namely that the quarterback, the gunslinger, Mr. Benjamin Roethlisberger, the future Hall of Famer. He spoke because that's what he does on Ben's Day Wednesday. And when Ben speaks, you know, Moats and I like to get out of the way. So here's what your quarterback had to say. Uh, Some thoughts on Sunday's performance against Buffalo. And, of course, looking ahead to the home opener this weekend. Against the Raiders. Ben, how did you feel after the game yesterday? Sore. (laughs) Um, You know, like I anticipated, you know, get hit for a while. Um got a lot more bumps and bruises than usual. You talked about just the elbow, how you weren't sure how it was going to feel until you really got in the game. Could you tell a difference week one this year versus week one a year ago and just how it was feeling? Yeah, it feels great. That's probably the only part of my body that felt good when I came out of the game. So that's that's uh, encouraging and positive. You are able to get everybody in reception and targets at least. Was it important like in the first game to kind of get everybody feeling their part of this? I didn't even realize that we did that. I think that's um, sometimes it's just the way the game unfolds. Um, there's not really a, a clear intent to say, okay, we got to get this guy ball or whatever. You like to get guys involved early in games, but that's just kind of typical football. Um, but I'm glad that everyone got involved. Ben, would you take away from the game any different uh, day or two later watching the team or to see that you maybe like a little more? Um, I mean, I thought it looked like. Um, and kind of what I felt out there, it looked like everyone had some jitters, myself included, missed some throws that don't like to miss um, that, that could have been different. I mean, the first third down, or the one to Deontay, the, the quick one early, um, the flat to Naj, just, just some little things that um, maybe there was some excitement and energy. But I thought um, as the game progressed, we all kind of settled down a little bit and we were able to make some things happen. So, so a lot of what I thought in the game was kind of um, the reaction after watching it. And in terms of... Um a team going from being good to great. What do you think it is that it helps? Or what, what is it something you can put your finger on that makes it helps the team make that transition? Time, I think. I think you got to have time. You can't just go from good to great. You've got to really put the work and the time in. And, and only time will tell if you can be a great football team. Is getting a win on a, in, in a hostile environment on the road against a good team, does that help? Kind of push things along with the young teams. Um, maybe. Um, I, I mean, I think as a as a you know a veteran and some guys that have been around to know kind of what that win meant. Um, maybe some young guys just like that's you just you know you're gonna win a game, but to to go into that environment like we were talking about how loud it was and, and hostile and I guess a really good football team. Um, guys that have been around understand how probably more so than young guys how important that win was. It kind of help reinforce. Like you, you tell these guys stuff as, as a veteran guy, like when you go and see the tangible results of all that. Yeah, I mean, when we were going into that game, we, we talked about I mean, for two weeks we spent time with the silent count, which is so – it's annoying. I mean, you you know, it's, it's just hard to do. And so we, we did it, and um, I think guys sometimes – because from college, I don't know if they do it. They do the claps and all these kind of things. But it's – um, you know, to, to see your hard work pay off, I think that's good for everybody. Mike said he was kind of surprised there weren't any first and 15s with that silent count, that the offensive line performed maybe better than expected. What's those growing things we talked about last week anticipating? How did you see it looking back on film? Was it better than it felt in the moment? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a good point. We didn't have – we had I think one time Kendrick snapped it on one instead of two, uh, so it kind of caught us off guard. But 
Um, that's to be expected out of all the plays and all the stuff going on, and, and it was not a disastrous play. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, when you don't turn the ball over and uh, you limit free snap penalties, that's good. Man, what stood out about Max Crosby? What's kind of challenging him in that um, nothing surprises me because he's from the MAC, and that's where the best football players come from. Um, he's a stud. I mean, you watch what he did. Um, that whole defense, their, their pass rush, um, you know, and watching it initially, just watching the game, uh, you don't see a lot of blitzes. It's not like they're doing a lot of crazy things. They're just rushing four guys, and their four rushers are really good. Um, and they count on those four to, to be disruptive uh, in both the pass and run game, and they let their backs, the back end kind of just benefit off of quarterbacks having to get rid of the ball quickly. And, um, you know, they, as you saw, they, they like to ball search. You know, they get the ball out when they have to um, from the quarterback. Then yesterday, Mike made a point to sort of create the maturation you saw from the receivers just from an in-game perspective, just from the way they kind of didn't, they hung in there when it didn't mm-hmm. go. What did you, I mean, how does that manifest itself on the field even when they're not getting the ball? I mean, how do you see proof that, hey, these guys are starting to, Well, you know, I think each guy did something a little extra special in that game. You know, I think, um, I mean, Juju is Juju. He's tough. He's reliable. He's dependable. He does what you ask him to do. He lowers his head on the play and gets you that first down and shows that physicality. Um, I thought Deontay started the game out really well, got his knee banged pretty bad. Um, I don't know that the old Deontay would have came back in the game and kept playing and making plays for us. I think that showed a lot of growth. James Washington coming in the game, like right away, not not ready to pl- not 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 ready to play, not expecting to come in to fill in and, and catches a ball pretty early on the screen, gets north, gets his big yards, and I thought Chase played like a grown man. I mean, some of his catches down the field, um, it's either a catch or it's a penalty, and that's what we preach to him all the time that he should be unstoppable. So you talk about the game early. Those guys all want the ball. They all want stats. They all want numbers. It's it's what every receiver wants. It wasn't happening for anybody because it just we weren't doing it on offense. At the end of the game, we come back in that last drive, and um, I think a lot of people anticipated us running the ball and, and using clock, and we came out and threw the ball. And if any of those guys would have kind of been pouting or shut it down because they were disappointed or upset they weren't getting the ball, we wouldn't have been able to be successful on that drive. Instead, we used up however many minutes. We put took the ball down the field. We kicked a field goal. And each guy contributed on that drive. So to me, that shows the growth and the maturity of these guys that early on it wasn't going well, but they didn't let it bother them. They were still there at the end of the game when it mattered the most to make the plays. Um, so to me, that's a long-winded of how they've grown a lot. Specifically going off that with Juju and his evolution, you've seen him his entire career. How much has he evolved from just when you started working with him to where he is now both on and off the field? He's he's growing in, into a leader more and more. I mean, he's always kind of um, been a leader in terms of on, his football, on the football field, in terms of how he plays the game. He's very physical. He's where he's supposed to be. Um, he gets those tough yards, those tough catches. He's dependable. Um, and he is obviously he's been the older one in that room for a while now, which is crazy because he's still so young. But um, he just puts in the work, and um, it pays off. You guys talked a lot about Tre'Davious White leading up to the game, but you still threw at threw at him with Claypool, Johnson, uh, Andrew Drew at different points in time. Can you talk about your confidence in your guys to win a big matchup against such a tough one? He's a phenomenal football player, um, and and we respect the heck out of him just like we do any defensive player we go against. We always respect him. It uh, doesn't mean you have to fear them. Um, I 
I like my guys. I'll take my guys in matchups. And so uh, I have to make good throws, which aren't always, weren't always the case, but those guys can make me look good on bad throws too. So, um, yeah, for the way that, that my guys played against one of the best defenders in the, in the league, I thought that was, it was awesome. Have you thought at all what it's going to be like coming out of that tunnel on Sunday? A uh, little bit, um, but I don't want to think too much about it because it would probably be too exciting, so I'm trying to temper my excitement right now. Mike talked about Najee settling in a little bit. He could see in the second half, felt like he was got some of those jitters out of the way. Watching back on film and just noticing playing beside him in-game, how did you see him kind of adjust and settle down to the NFL? Yeah, just like all, like all of us. I mean, we all kind of settled back in, and you never saw panic from him. And so I, I thought he, I think we'll continue to just see him to, to grow and get better every week. Do you expect him to play all, all of the offensive snaps? Uh, I expect him to play a lot. I, I, I didn't think he'd play all of them, but good for him. Neither did we. We were on the same page with Ben on that one. Yes, yes, we were. <laughs> you know, something that I did want to uh, bring up that Ben did talk about that I did actually like. Sure. Talked about the mentality of the wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they weren't as involved in that first half but they never checked out they stayed mentally locked in and when he came to them late in the fourth they were there to make plays my only concern is because that group is still a little young can they sustain that right. mental fortitude right. if it plays out like that going forward sure right? where well, you're not getting have, many opportunities yeah. but you got to kind of hang in there till the because i mean i feel like it was easy because of how it played out obviously opening game but at the same time the human nature element does come it's, into It's play, like man. the jump shooter where things aren't going your yeah. way, but you know at some point in the fourth quarter you're going to have to hit an open one, shot. Yeah. Like, it's like the goal scorer, right, who you might not get many touches, mm-hmm. but you know you're going to have to score a goal late in the game. So, like, mentally you're going to have to, like, stay locked in in that that's, regard. That's hard to do at times, You man. can't let yourself daydream. No, that's yeah. a good point by you. Um, The optimistic side of me would say – that Bills secondary is probably one of the better that they're going to face all season as well, too. Mm-hmm. If they can do it against those guys, if they can hang in. You know, we see Chase Claypool making important catches and plays down the stretch. We see Juju uh, like he did last year where he might not have the biggest game, but in crucial moments on possession impact. downs. He's an impact yes, player. Uh, making those big catches to extend drives. I I have faith that they can do that. Yeah. I do because they have shown that they can do that in the past. And again, I think that's one of the more talented secondaries they're going to come up against this season. No, very true. I, I I would agree with that in terms of the secondary, the talent that they were facing. But mentally, man, I just it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I just not even to the extent of forcing them the ball, but I would just like to see them a little bit more involved in that first half, though, man. I agree. I absolutely agree. Motsi, what do you say we? Get to some of the tweets here. I mean, I suppose we could do one or two of those things. Nah, we got time today. Let's go. <laughs> Rebecca, the lit one. Lit, 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 lit. Now, this is a dilemma. Hey, I just found out she was on Instagram, too. I had no clue, bro. What? Had no clue, man. She posting lit grams? She's on the IG, bro. I was going through my gram. I was like, because I think this is from a, might have from a Hall of Fame or either okay. from my Bills picture that I posted from over okay. the weekend. But I was like, oh. It's the one. <laughs> I like, people were giving you some grief about those Bills pictures. Hey, I mean, man, you know, they get it how they want to get hey, it, that's man. just how it is. I ain't running from nothing. Yeah, that's why we got that thick, that's why we got that thick skin around here. Hey, man. Rebecca, the lit one, says, guys, I'm conflicted and I need your help. Now, see, this is, all right. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm a little nervous group, now. I'm going to say, yeah. therapy session here, Dr. Motes. <laughs> this started a little heavy. <laughs> all right. I've got, uh, I scored tickets to, this, to the home opener for this okay. Sunday. Okay. But I coach for... Uh, 
a girls travel soccer squad mm. and our game is at two. Mm. Do I find a replacement and go to Heinz Field or do, my, do I coach my girls to victory? Motes, you've dealt with these type of conundrums because you coach uh, girls basketball as well. Yeah, uh, but for me, man, I, I would ask these couple of questions. Okay. <sighs> Number one, do you have a direct relative that's on your team? A daughter, a niece, somebody like that. Okay, that's the first question. It sounds like it's. Sa- I, I believe she does. Yeah, because I believe her daughter's I, I think on that, the team. That's the only difference. That's the kicker. Yes, for me. Now, unless she's taking her daughter to the game with. Now, her. if you're taking the daughter to the and game, her daughter's playing hooky then, too. Yeah, because I've done that before as well. Where it's like, you know what? Me and my child will not be here. So, assistant coach, you got to take over this. Uh, yeah, Rebecca, and, 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 that's yeah, my yeah, advice yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, it's either you both go. Right. Or neither goes. Correct. I think that's... Uh, that's, that's how I operate with those I type think, of situations. I think that's the way to do it. All, all, all fail or we all pass, all right? It's one or the other. Game dog. is at two. That's yeah. rough. Because if the game was like at four... You got a chance. You could go and leave early maybe if you needed to. If the yeah. game was at like noon or one, maybe you missed the first quarter, right, but, but you, you could come get late, there a little yeah. bit early. Two o'clock, that's right in the heart of it. Man. <sighs> Godspeed, Rebecca. That's a tough decision yeah. to make. Wallace says... Uh, the Browns can't play from behind because that emphasizes some of Baker Mayfield's weaknesses. Give them a lead, and they might hold on to it. Also, not sure if you guys mentioned this, but did you talk about Big Ben past Dan Marino to move into fourth all-time in career game-winning drives? I did not I see know, that I this week. That, no. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but listen, the Browns, they their their weaknesses, if you will, are different from the Steelers or the Ravens. Like theirs is is learning how to put it all together, learning now with expectations and teams not taking you lightly. Where I think you could easily argue they've got the most complete roster in the division. Mm-hmm. They've also got the least amount of experience in those moments in the division. Yes. Um. So that that I think is is certainly something that we will keep an eye on, and um, you know, and see how it plays out for the whole year. Obviously, we all can agree the Browns are a pretty good team, at least the best that they've been in a long time. But if they continue to struggle to find ways to put it together, that would be all right with all of us as well. I mean, it Our, was the Chiefs they were playing, right? That is the Chiefs they were in playing. September, in September, right? September. Okay. Hey, it's week one, Motsi. You're either like, winning the Super Bowl or you're picking first overall. Y'all make it sound like my man's just playing the Jacksonville Jaguars out there. Like, dude, they were playing the 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 AFC equivalent of Bama of how some people regard, you know, how they speak on the Brown, or excuse me, how they speak on the Chiefs. Three FC championship appearances in a row. Super Bowl's back to back. Got the all world quarterback. Got this, got that. I'm like, dog, and they lost right at the end. Okay. Just, all right, cool. Just check it. I want to make sure we're talking about the same team. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be as impressed with the Chiefs then. You know what, Chiefs? I'm dropping y'all down on my power rankings then. If, that, if that's what we're going with, because they were on the same field, right? I was watching the same t- Okay. All right. We we saw the same thing. I was just making sure I wasn't going crazy. Steel City Champs tweets us and says, you know, in reference to us always pointing out noon Eastern Standard Time, yeah, yeah. I want to talk to these people that didn't learn about time zones. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm in Seattle, and I know when you guys say noon, that means 9 a.m. for me. Like, like, I don't get it, man. <laughs> but, it's hey, funny, though. You'd we, be we surprised. Laugh, it's happened before where I've it got to hey, a you good said you guys would be man. on at noon. Yeah. And then I look, and the person's listening from... Right. New Mexico. And I'm like, well. God, noon, our time zone. That is, you know what, for those of you who live in other time zones in the Eastern time zone, God bless you, because that is always tough to adjust to. Like, anytime I go visit my family in Tennessee, and I like they're like, oh, yeah, the, you know, the whatever game starts yeah. at 7. And I'm like, oh, sweet, all right, 7, and it'll be 6 o'clock, and my uncle will be like, we watching that game? Mm. 
I'm like, what do you mean? We yeah. Oh, right. See, I like yeah, West Coast for time. the night games, but it kills you in the morning. Whereas on East Coast, great for the morning stuff, but kills, kills you, you at night. Exactly. Like, I would love being a football fan and a hockey fan on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But I would hate being a football fan yeah. on the West Coast. Manchester United to be playing like 6 a.m. No, no, every no. day. No, no, no. Can we talk college football on the West Coast? I did that. A noon start. 9 a.m. kickoff. Dude, that, that, that's rough. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> Especially when you're a college student. Like for me, like, as an adult yeah. now, I can make it work. But as a college student, But could you if you brutal. wanted to go tailgate beforehand? You get up you at, five, you get them at <laughs> 5 a.m. And you know what? That's why, Catch too. Drip, like, bro, like, this early, Think man. about that, too. When they do college game day live from, like, exactly, Oregon. Exactly, bro. I'm like, that is early, 6 bro. 6 a.m. they're starting the broadcast. Early. Those students, they're not getting up. They're cutting their evening short right. to be there. <laughs> Listen, that is super early. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, our buddy Olawu tweets us and says, there was a play in the red zone. Looked like a, a run for Najee. Er, it, sorry, it wasn't on run for Najee. Ebron was on the floor as soon as the ball was snapped, and it actually made it difficult for Najee to even move. Mm-hmm. I like Ebron, but it's time to change tight end number one. I remember that play now that you reference it, Olu. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Hey, if, if that continues and Pat Fryermuth continues his trajectory, you won't have to, I don't think but you'll then, have to worry about that. But no, no, no you ready? Here's the rebuttal, though. Did you see the catch that Ebron made? The uh, yeah, it was like thirty something yards, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he does bring. That's what he brings. Exactly, and you can't need have that, it both ways, right? You need that threat in the red zone as well, too. But so, then that's where you get into the yes. trouble. Like if you take Ebron out, you're then everybody right. knows you're running the ball, right? That's the and we know with Gentry, he doesn't yeah. offer you that type of stuff right there because they still do want to do some of these two tight end sets. We didn't see a lot of single tight end sets. It was a good amount of two tight end sets out there. So that's the other element of that where you lose that double receiver ability right there. I agree with you on that one. Robert tweets us and says, the Bills had a lot of guys playing up in the box. We need to stretch the field and back off defensive backs. Oh, yeah, they were disrespectful. It was a ton of, we're going to play single high, press man. <clears throat> Similar to what we saw on the um, the last play from the Vegas Raiders in yes. Baltimore game. yes. And it allows for rub concepts. That's ultimately how Chase Claypool got his leverage when he was running his route to, uh, to ice the game at the end of it. But you do that when you don't respect the team's ability to stretch the field. You do that when you don't respect ability, the quarterback's ability to accurately put the ball where it needs to be. You challenge those guys. At times, that's disrespectful, though, man. When, when you start doing those type of calls in the middle of the field with that much space, it's a reason why you don't do that. Because of how difficult that is to do, man. Like... The rub concepts, all you have to do is condense the formation. Only one person can get pressed. That's the front guy. Somebody else is going to get bumped off. So when you have that much field to cover, man, it really puts your guys in a bind defensively. But you call that when you, you know, don't believe a team can hurt you throwing mm-hmm. the ball like that. Katie tweets us and says, does the fact that the offensive line uh, – doesn't have much experience playing together, give you any additional hope that they will gel and improve. Also, when's the best time to have chocolate milk? After eating Cocoa Puffs. I'm going to say late night when you're playing video games. Mm. That's my favorite time to have. That's my favorite time to have chocolate milk. Uh, Yeah, it gives me additional hope that they will... Let's put it this way. It gives me more optimism than if we would have seen them getting a ton of work together in the preseason. Mm -hmm. But I also only take that so far i i still do think that there's a a clear stealing there yeah i would agree with that as much as i like the optimism with hope because there isn't anything to refute it just yet we do know what we've been seeing 
in that sample size is no longer a day. It's no longer one quarter of a preseason. It's no longer two series. We've seen a good amount of this now, and this is continuing to look like more of the norm versus the speculation or the hope that we try to put on them. At times, it looks like it's never going to happen. But I do, I, in terms of my optimism towards the O-line, I do like the nastiness in the finish. I agree with that. The, the second attitude, half, the attitude was there. The second half, that that screamed Adrian Clem to me in terms of those guys finishing plays. Kendrick Green choking out guys. Like, that to me, even though they weren't the best in terms of the productivity and the holes they were making in the pocket, the finish. They played with a sense of urgency that they didn't they did. have in the first half. If they do that, that also will help. That will it won't fix everything, but it will help them a lot. And that also goes for Chooks. I, I look at Chooks and I know he gets a lot of flack for his play. But the more I watch him on tape, I feel like initially he does some good things. But then I feel like the finish part, the urgency kind of lacks a little bit. And the analogy that I made was imagine if I tell you you got six seconds to do something. Okay, that's the duration that you're going to need to do it. Mm -hmm. But you only do it to the best of your ability for four seconds. Then the last two, you kind of take off. Well, when I watch him at times, I'm like, okay, good initial punch on Jerry Hughes right here. Good initial punch on Gregory Russo. But then it's almost like he'll he'll get lackadaisical and then they're able to outwork him at the end to either take the edge or counter and become more of a factor in a play. To me, that doesn't scream lack of ability. That just screams you need to finish with more urgency. And I just think if he can do that and the O-line can continue to do what they did in the second half and play with that urgency, this group can improve. Now, I don't know if that's going to make them a more talented group. Sure. But in terms of just the finish, that will help them improve. Absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, About five more minutes here. Let's see how many of these we can get through. R. Bracey says, what's up, cousins? Can't wait to see our rookies and the second-year players react to Renegade being played for the first time in two years in a packed Heinz Field. It's going to be scenes on Sunday, baby. Reminder, uh, you can come find us in the red lot. Motsi, part of the terrible tailgate. I will be there for the first time as well. Kissing babies and shaking hands. Uh, Usman tweeting us and saying, thoughts on Cam Sutton? As always, great show. Thanks, Usman. Good to have you back in the saddle, partner. Yes, indeed. We talked about him a little bit on Monday, but that's that's a good baseline to have there to start Motsi, and I think he's another guy who's only going to get more comfortable with what they're asking him to do. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I thought that uh, Cam did a really good job. Um, not just with his play. Mentally, I liked him because they moved him around, and he never looked as if – he was playing slow because he was thinking too much. Hmm. We talk about you going from outside corner to inside corner and playing a little bit of safety. He did that at a high level, and Trey Norwood as well. Trey Norwood didn't get the chances at outside corner, but he definitely was going from slot to mm-hmm. safety also, and that was good to see. But, man, Cam Sutton, I thought that you know he was decisive. Yeah. He, he never yeah. looked like he second-guessed anything. He trusted his eyes. And I thought fundamentally he was really clean throughout the game. I agree with you on that. Chris tweets us and says – uh, Motes, do you think misdirection will work against Max Crosby? Seems he bites hard on play action. Also, so glad we are back to the normal schedule with the shows. Well, thanks, Chris. We are as well, too. Uh, and Chris, Chris is a big uh, Giants fan, like the, the baseball Giants. Ooh, okay. They Shout clinched, out they clinched the, the division yesterday yeah, yeah. or the day before, I think. Big year, big mm-hmm. year, Chris. Let's keep that rolling into Steelers season. Uh, misdirection against Max Crosby. Misdirection works, but you have to be able to run the ball first. Max does. I mean, like in terms of him biting down so hard in that Raiders game, in that uh, Ravens game, 
you have to do that because you really have to respect the run fakes that Baltimore gives you because they legitimately could run that rock. Yes. I mean, you saw even with Tyson Williams out there. Mm-hmm. He was on their practice squad, and he still was going off. Mm-hmm. Certain teams, the urgency in which you play against them is just different. And with Baltimore, the way that we talked about the Bills passing attack is how teams talk about Baltimore's rushing attack. So you're super high alert, and you're on guard for that. So with Max, it made sense for him to act like that. I don't anticipate him being as aggressive in our running attack because he doesn't have a reason to just yet. I mean, we're not getting enough moving up front to even make it look realistic enough for him right. to feel like, hey, I got to be a factor down here on this dive. I got to be down here on that play. I just don't, we haven't done enough of it just yet. So I don't think that will have the same impact. But what I do like, though, in terms of some of the things you could do with Max, move in the pocket a little bit, right? In terms of when we might have Pat on the left side, and then once we snap the ball, if Ben's rolling out to his right, Pat is flying underneath right. to go out into the flat on the right. Or Correct. Going, like that type of stuff I think can work. But that goes back to the boots, and that goes back to being able to have movement up front to make it look legitimate. Agreed. Because otherwise, yeah, if you're that, that backside DM, backside outside linebacker, you're never going to be fooled by that. Yeah, you're just laughing and, and Yeah, you're just like, all right, I'm going to wait here, and then when he turns around, I'm going to hit him. Uh. <laughs> Our buddy Brian from Washington, our Pacific Northwest Yenzers, tweets, Who hurt you, Moats? I feel like last year you were much more optimistic with black and gold glasses, but I like this more keeping it real side of Moats analysis. Oh, man. I, see, I thought I was always just keeping it. I don't even like to keep it real he today. He keeps it 100. Uh, I haven't even trying to keep 100 today. I've been actually trying to just keep it all butterflies and rainbows, That's man, right. because I was under the impression that People ain't like when we keep it 100. So I was going to keep it, you know, the other way. Brian also adds, it's uh, P.S. It's National uh, Trucker Week. Shout out to all my fellow drivers out there. Mm-hmm, Stay safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know, not just Brian, we know we have a no, lot of time. you who are, who are truckers who drive for a living that listen to us. We appreciate the hell out of you, not only for listening, obviously, but for also making sure this hey, country man, continues to I wish y'all could see run. me. I'm doing the hunk your hunk, horn hunk. thing. I'm pulling the air yes. horn. Come uh, on. My wife works for a transportation company. She works in corporate offices, but she works for a transportation company. I know that that Lifestyle is not the easiest say, one. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for listening. And yes, trucks, always big time respect. stay safe out there. Home safe every night. That's actually mm-hmm. the motto of, yes, of, of, my, of my wife's company. Uh, and thank you guys for rocking with us and, and, and know that we appreciate you for sure. I did want to get to, because we got about a minute left here, uh, our buddy Me chimed in with three-pack of questions, as always. The good stuff, you know. Uh, says that, I feel that until the offensive line gels, maybe Matt Canada should design more outside runs for Najee. Thoughts? Mm. Could hey, could be a good could be a good p- change yeah, of pace. Could though, yeah. Could be a good change of pace. Well, hey, it's it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. It can't do anything can, worse than what we. That's, be, that's exactly. my thing, right? It can't exactly. be anything worse than what we currently have. Uh, favorite Batman is question number two from me. Oh man, I go Christian Bale, but I love Michael Keaton as well because he was the one I was introduced to. You. Don't you say George Clooney. <laughs> oh, my God. No. They're talking about to say, Lord, don't you say no George Clooney. No, it's Christian Bale for me, too. Okay. Come on. Come on. It's Christian Bale. Uh, better montage, Rocky training scenes or A-team building stuff scenes? Oh, man. The Rocky, Rocky training scenes Because he's, like, lifting crazy. rocks and doing all kinds of. Him in the meat in the freezer beating up the beef. Like, come on. So this is crazy. Oh, I love it. 
I absolutely love it. That's going to do it for us today, but we're Whoa, not going anywhere. We don't want to be done. You got us the rest of the week. Tomorrow on a Thursday, we will really start to look ahead to the matchup against the Raiders. We'll catch up with our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, as always. Uh, thanks to everybody who chimed in on the Twitter.com today. Great stuff this week absolutely. on the reaction. Let's keep that going. Sorry if we didn't get to your tweet, but again, we, we do our best. We try not to ignore anybody, um, but we get a lot of reaction. Um, so if you didn't get your tweet or your question read, I do sincerely apologize, but just come back with us on Thursday, and we will get at you then. Alright, it's a numbers game here, so mm. it's like playing the lottery, alright, but your odds of getting your tweet read are much better than they are of winning that $500 million Powerball or whatever it is right now. I will say this, if hey. any of our listener out there's, listeners out there win that Powerball, you know where to find us on Sunday. Absolutely. Come say hello and maybe yeah. you know, you can slip a slip a couple Benjamins under the table. So you win the Powerball and you follow us, man. We'll do a live show in your in your uh, driveway if you want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we'll call it. You know, we call whatever you want to call podcast. it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah. You know where to find us as always. It's on your twenty four seven home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio.